0: Welcome to the second episode of Listening Conversations with Plants. Today we're going to have a conversation about conscious relationships with plants. And to do that, I've invited my wonderful partner, Stefan, into his own little house (laughs) (laughs) to be a part of the conversation. Mm. Hi, Stefan. Hi. (laughs) And together with us, we have a cup, two cups of cacao, we have some cacao from Guatemala, some cacao from Mexico um, a little bit of Blue Lotus <laughs> and some uh, homemade almond milk. Mm. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good uh, witch's wizard brew to start <laughs> off this conversation. Hi Stefan.
1: <laughs> Hi Eva.
0: <laughs> Would you like to share a few words on, on you or? your connection to plants?
1: Hmm. Where to start? From the beginning, I guess. Um, I think we all start up with an unconscious connection to the plants. Um, I was growing up in a small village with A lot of forest around the river and beautiful garden of my grandma, so I was surrounded by nature all the time and for me it was kind of normal. And first going away from there and exploring the cities and doing other work in in the bigger cities, um, at one point uh, nature was calling back again. So I went back into a wishing quest, and one of the answers (coughs) in that wishing quest was that Mother Earth is healing her children. We just have to come closer to her. Hmm. So there's the whole animal life, but I was drawn more to the plants, so and then then i think it's it's a journey somewhat back but also beyond mm.
0: it's while you're while you're talking there's a lot of wind around us and i can just mm. hear th- and it's a full moon and i can just hear this <laughs> almost like magic in the air mm-hmm. uh, coming in while you're talking Stefan and I met each other in the jungle of Peru. We had uh, kind of mm. the same inner clock of going to this beautiful tree and so we start meeting under this tree every day and um, from there on our connection started sprouting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a connection to the tree and, yes, to, the and two to each of us. other and
0: yeah. from that we created our our company, I guess you call it Mighty Tree. And so today my my idea my my hope but let's see where the conversation goes was to try to take this idea of plant connections down on a uh, not using so many plant lingo (laughs) but more of a human world lingo human world uh, language to to talk about and so to start that i think the, the thing that comes up for me is that we all have relationships to plants every single day. They can be more or less conscious and more or less intentional um, or respectful, but we all have it. If it's a cotton blouse we're wearing, or if it's a coffee that we're drinking, or if we're eating french fries, or if we're, even if we're eating animal products, those animals have been living off plants. Um, right now we're sitting in a house built of wood and wood fiber. Isolation, insulation, <laughs> isolation. <laughs> Somehow it feels isolated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're from the wind outside. That's the point of a house. <laughs> of one of the points. <laughs> Thank you, house. Um, hmm. And so, what we eat, what we wear, what we live in, it all it all comes from from nature. And so, those relationships can be unintentional and unconscious in a way of just consuming. Um, if we were to talk about food in that the, that way that would be just, you know, eat whatever comes up and just do it fast and sit in front of your computer while you do it or eat a burger in your car or whichever way and a more conscious relationship might be if you're thanking the food before you eat it or if you are um, conscious of the journey that your coffee has taken where it has been growing uh, maybe you even have a picture of who grew grew it and harvested it um, and and if you have a relationship to that plant um, like right now we're sitting behind the the camera is, is uh, all of our sprouts that are sprouting mm-hmm. and um, some of the things that we're sprouting this year is also stuff like barley, or lentils trying to get going exotic going (laughs) exotic (laughs) barley. um but what's really interesting about it it is actually seeing how does the plant look how does how does the plant of a barley look and how much barley comes out of it so when we make a bread with barley being able to see and understand this is this is the work that this plant is doing um
1: Uh, that is basically what preschool in steiner is doing Mm. so it's it's a nice way of getting in contact with reality and for us as well digging in our garden and planting all those things that brings back the connection to the roots to Mm. how it's growing how it's planted how to take care of it and therefore a, a very different connection exists yes Yeah, where have we been?
0: Yeah, So when we're talking about relationships with plants, we we mean it to relate to something, meaning to, (laughs) yeah, how to say that with other words. Um, It is the same as relating to other humans, and some humans we might be very close to, like a partner or a best friend. Um, Some people we might, you know, if we go to the same grocery store every time, uh, there might be a person in there that works there that that we in that way know or we don't know that person but we're seeing that person so we have a relationship to that or
1: relationship can also be beyond the personal relation so it can also have a relationship to a plant which is kind of your boss (laughs) (laughs) yeah so all sorts of relation from friendship to a contractor um, all what you find in humans you can find with the plants as well
0: so so this conversation we want to invite anybody who's listening to kind of take the step beyond saying humans is the only thing conscious in this world and uh, that's the only thing you can relate to and saying what if you could relate to everything what if everything had a consciousness and everything had wisdom and uh, a personality so to speak so if you see different plants as different people or plant people they would have their own personality their own ideas of hmm. how they want to live their lives and,
1: yeah, and just yeah don't know if we can go that loop about what is what we're talking about um, especially the English language brings that up um, that we talk about um, so to speak the humans and the creation so we're making distinction a distinction between humanity and all the rest so we're putting attributes uh, he or a she or to the to the humans we write them in capital letters um, but as soon as it coming to everything outside of our human community we write it in small letters and it becomes an it so it's it's, it doesn't get a language of a personality where in other languages this distinction is not made Mm. so it's just to become aware that just because we're talking about a thing it might be only the restriction of language which brings it up yeah and of course on the other way around language restrict itself to something we think so it reflects our thinking
0: i think that's a really good point that kind of all languages is based on a cosmology and if you in that cosmology believe that humans are more worth than 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 animals or than than plant life um that distinction becomes so uh, so programmed into us that we don't even ask questions about it. I mean, yeah.
1: and language is the prior; it's the main thing we relate to each other.
0: We we'll, yeah, we relate through that, and we talk, we have conversations, yeah. and
1: I just think to go a step from the English one, if we go to the German, there you have every 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 thing has an an he or a she, but that is also at one point they made that up, so it's not about that. In the original language this is masculine and feminine no it was just or oh, this sounds like more feminine we put a she in front and this mm. sounds more like masculine we put a he in front um, so even in the German language where we have those male and female in parental also the Spanish one It is not necessarily meant that this is has a personality Mm. it's just made but still the distinction between human and the rest of the
0: i'm thinking about it when you say that like for instance in many languages the moon would be considered if you have feminine and masculine then the moon would be a feminine thing and the sun would be a masculine thing which again makes this construction oh so but what if there are cultures where the sun has been a feminine deity so like so again, we're thinking, oh, this is always, well, fire, sun, that's masculine. Well, because it's part of the way that we have, or the, the cosmology, or the idea mm. of it. Um, so to go back to plants, for us, relating to plants is both a practice, it's what we based a lot of our work about, but also our, our own practices, and it's something that's really enriching our lives. And that is all different types of relationships. So that can be praying before I eat, for instance. It can also be um, going to local farms to buy groceries versus going to a big supermarket. Um, it, it is buying secondhand, <laughs> those sort of things. Um, but it is also, and, and like growing our own plants, getting a relationship to... How is it grown? What kind of energy does this plant have? And then there's this whole spiritual part of it, which is really plants are my teachers. Some of my plants, I'm closer have a closer relationship to than, than some humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the world we wanna open up for as well. Yeah. I'm thinking about to honor the the plant that we're sitting. There's several plants, <laughs> but the main plant that we're sitting and having a conversation with and around today is also cacao and um, maybe just starting there we have already started the conversation but um, what is what is your relationship to cacao how would you see your relationship
1: Hmm. I experience cacao most in the background so uh, it's it's one of those I would say plant medicines which can open up to so many different realms so some people drink cacao and they are into dance some others go more into the meditation space Um, for me cacao is a Hmm, what is she? She opens up my heart, my mind, she helps me to center, and she is like a good friend of showing me the signs on the road. So as if she has sometimes the map in her hand, and yeah, Stefana, let's go over there. <laughs> That's a good idea. Let's walk a little bit. And mm. um, she's very friendly and not pushy in any ways. But she has her demands as well. So following her, it's always a friendly invitation. Um, going down the road with her means that we can come in contact with some emotions which might also a little bit be unpleasant and that I think has mostly to do with her heart opening qualities it's always said uh, it's not the idea might be a heart opening that must be oh something very beautiful and then there I'm in love and then everything is fine and but the reality is heart opening means that we open doors to spaces in us which want to be looked at Um, we want to free our heart from negative emotions and to freeing it means we have to open the door to them, and opening the doors means we feel it, we see that, we be with it, and then at one point we might have a bigger space in our heart, which is what we call a heart opening. We are capable of feeling all the emotions without being stuck into them. Mm. And she is one of the guides I know of really helping, helping us doing that work.
2: Mm,
0: beautiful. I would like to, to mention, um, just with that, that like with cacao being a heart opener very in, in the physical realm the the medicine of ceremonial cacao so we're not talking about chocolate from your normal local uh, grocery store um we're talking about ceremonial grade cacao which means pure cacao nothing has been added nothing has been taken away and it's minimum processed and the people who have been working with it have gotten a decent salary and putting in love and the energy today is a little uh, loco. Our neighbor also just decided to start using a huge uh, machine gun. I was about to say, <laughs> make a lot of building noise. So there's going to be a few cuts <laughs> from when uh, that noise is a little too much. And, uh, we were over talking with him and should have a half an hour now <laughs> without <laughs> machine noise. So let's, uh, let's we're see
1: gonna if our other neighbor will do that. Yeah, maybe that the other neighbor will start job.
0: with something. Uh, yeah. There are great teachers, <laughs> great, great, noise teachers. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I, but I actually think it's a really good if we're talking about cacao right now. Um, we're sitting here and, and trying, trying to have a conversation one, one direction. And like, these are different types of relationships to plants. And what is it? And let's have a conversation that's linear. And what's happening is cacao <laughs> is showing us completely like, here's a process this is something you haven't dealt with your neighbor is making a whole lot of noise and it it's disturbing for you so so look at that Do that's at the it? reality yeah that's the reality of our present moment right now and it isn't just like peachy and look at all our sprouts and everything is great it mm. is great and at the same time there's the noise of the 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 machines next door and that's life and for me actually cacao is But many plants, many plants for me have that teaching, and I think essentially there are many parts of it, but one major part, as I see it, is that plants in general cannot run away. We humans and animals, we can run away from our problems, and we try to do that a lot both physically if there's a bear coming, but also um, with all of our stress and all of the things we don't want to deal with. I definitely have an email in my inbox I don't want to deal with right now. That's been laying a, you know, a few days. And so we can run away and, and plants can't. So plants in general are really good at teaching us stay present in the moment and be with what is right now. They have their receptors, their, their senses really out because if you cannot run away, you need to be really aware, really present right here in what goes on to see do I need to you know is there an, a bacteria coming right now that isn't good for me that I need to change whatever goes on in my leaves so it comes so it doesn't you know do this or if there's a insect, thingy coming and starting eating of you know what what do i do so plants are really good at being present and teaching us to deal with our stuff right here and different plants have different ways of dealing with that some plants put in things in their leaves that will start being toxic for the the animals eating them other plants call in the animals the predators of the the animals that are eating them. So they're like calling in another animal. And like there are all these really sophisticated ways of dealing with their issues. Um, Which when plants are our teachers, they're really good at teaching us.
1: Mm. Yeah, if you go into evolutionary theory, then the plants have been here for millions of years before us. So they were the first species so to speak which were crawling from the water to the land. Mm. So when algae become moss. Yeah. And from there on the farms and trees are developing. So they know a bunch more of what we are about yeah about being in the world and the ways of the world Mm. especially for us I think we are very much connected to the trees so Mm. they usually live longer and as you said they don't run away and just to come back to the language of the plants so of course they don't talk like we do And the first thing we can maybe getting a a glimpse of what they want to tell us is to look at what language do they speak how do they express themselves Mm. so if you look at the willow tree or at the birch by example both of them are very flexible and swinging around in the wind Uh, noak not at all mm. I'd rather rather a whole branch breaks off before i move <laughs> yeah. that would be the sentence of uh, <laughs> <laughs> an oak <laughs> mm. and oak is a sturdy thing and yeah, it speaks that in that voice mm. so and if you listen to birch it speaks in a softer voice doesn't mean that the one or the other one is stronger Mm -mm. that is just uh, the way they are and presenting their strength so with all the plants we can see how they grow so we also know how they are so at least this is the first idea
2: yes
0: I wanna I just think it's interesting you're mentioning um, oak and and that's usually the symbol of this strong plant, right? But if you see, and an, an oaks are amazingly strong and they're beautiful, powerful spirits and, and phys- in the physicality as well. Oaks are really good standing alone. Uh, also with others, but like if you have an oak in the middle of a field, it can just stand there and it can just stand there for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, and it just continues. But if you have an oak within a beach, and beach in Danish is by, beach forest then beach will slowly you know 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years crawl up through the the crown of the oak and and come up higher and then start taking the light from the oak and then after some time the oak will die like beaches are they thrive with their friends they're like I'm getting my buddies <laughs> and they could just swing around and go up and take it you know so 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 it's like strength in what way we're so used to use we're so used to seeing strength in in a s- s- simple simplicity of the old masculine way um but there's so many ways of being strong like you're saying with yeah. the with the with the birch tree is very very versatile mm. it's one of the pioneer trees it's one of the first ones coming after the ice age to to the area we're in in Denmark and like it can just grow and it can grow with everybody else and it you know it yeah if you know something about
1: the birch and if you have a sewage pipe running through your property Mm -hmm. and the birch grows next to it better make sure that there's no gap in that sewage pipe because birch will put their roots in there and so she is as well so she comes with fine roots searching for the very small entries yeah and is there present.
0: Yeah, so one relationship with a birch tree for instance would be you have a birch tree in your local forest and you walk by it once a month. And you see it when you walk by. That's one re- that's a relationship already. Another one might be that every time you see it you actually go and sit under it. Mm. And you might not even talk officially with the spirit and feel that you have but but I think we all have those sort of relationships where we go somewhere and we start feeling safe or we feel Mm. calm or maybe we feel sad like sadness is such a door opener to so many things and again speaking of cacao and speaking of opening up the heart for me if i have not given myself permission to really feel myself in a long time one of the first things that comes up isn't joy (laughs) but it is sadness or this kind of yucky feeling there's like ugh. And, and it, it is with being with them that things can start opening up.
1: That's just when you said um, having a relationship by having a birch mm-hmm. somewhere. I would just say, if you want to start in that direction of, of getting in contact with such a tree or a plant or, or cacao or your coffee or whatever plant you, you think about, if you think about a person like this has a personality then it's just simply as we would do it with any other foreign person so we first want to introduce ourselves Mm. and this doesn't mean that we have to talk to that we can do that in our mind I believe and experience shows that plants are listening to that, they are beyond the noise making part. (laughs) But yes, introduce yourself and ask yourself, am I allowed to come near?
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Because this is your space. So.
0: And you can't run away from me, <laughs> so let me honor that you chose to stand here, or at least... Yeah, well, am I allowed to
1: s- come even nearer? Mm. And it's all about your your feelings, your intuition about that, and sometimes there is a no. So it was hard for me at the beginning to accept mm. th- that there is no permission.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: Because in my, I would say, Western human mind, I was just, but I can go over and I take my knife and I cut a branch up if I want
2: to.
1: So, of course, I can do that. Yeah. But I never will have any sort of medicine in that piece I've cut off. No. And when I just walk over and I want to sit here, okay, I can sit here. But I don't think that the tree necessarily will talk with me.
2: Mm.
0: I think that's a really important point that, like, when we talk about medicine and plants as medicine, there's the physical aspect of the plant but if we only look at the physical aspect we're missing out of the most important aspect which is the the energy the spiritual aspect of it which comes from the the plant spirit and like the energy the consciousness whatever you want to whatever words you want to put on that the consciousness of the plant and if you just come and steal from it basically raping it or like and and i know that's a really harsh words to use but i i i think with some things it, it really like it it helps us open up, whoa, oh, that's a crazy word. Like, yeah, if you're just coming and taking things that this plant has been spending so much energy making, if you just come and steal it, it's not not gonna give you all the goodies. And for me, that's, in some ways, I really like to compare uh, relationships to plants with sexual relationships between humans. Because it is the same if you come and just want to take sex from another person. You can have sex, but it will be just sex, and there will not be the lovemaking and the the whole point, like the the, the whole energetic world that can open up mm. when you really start m- creating love between two people. Well, you're and talking it's
1: about intimacy.
0: Intimacy, yeah, that's yeah. a good, yeah. So so it's it's, and you can have that with plants too. That sort of intimacy where you're actually respectful of, of the other being's boundaries. And then, when you do that also with a human, when you if you come to your partner not because you want something from them, or they should give you something, but coming because you want to connect, and you want to be intimate, and you want to be in service, and you want to relate, and you want to explore, then what can open up can be so much bigger. And it's not about coming and it's not about these physical things it becomes about something different and for me that's like a main point with connecting with plants because very often we humans come and say oh i want to connect with plants well then i guess it's about what plants can i use for what then it's again me wanting to use Mm. the plants either the physicality of it but it can also be the energy of the plants
1: the same thing yeah if you come to someone hey I want to have this from you yes then uh,
2: no. yeah <laughs>
0: but if you come with a big you know a big piece of chocolate and say hey I love you I want to help you do you need me to move a box or something they're going to be like no sit down here and I'm going to give you a great hug and I'm going to you know make dinner for you maybe not mm. but like <laughs> in, in that way of of um, respect mm-hmm. And I think you have a really good point with this thing of honoring the no <laughs> both between humans but also with plants. And, and sometimes I at least have had this, a no means that something is wrong, where a no doesn't mean that something is wrong, but that's the fear of it, right? If mm-hmm. a plant says, no, you cannot harvest me, then I'm doing something wrong. Like, mm, no, mm-hmm. it might not be the time. The plant might want to have a week more, more sunshine to be super powerful. Mm-hmm. Or you're not coming with the right energy. Maybe I'm coming from that place of wanting something like, and I think again, many people would know that from a sexual partner. If they come needy, it's not the nicest thing to have sex with somebody who's needy. But someone who comes in service, yes, please, I'll open the temple doors and let's put rose petals on the floor, you know? And it's the same with plants. And so if we come, it's fine when we start relating like we all make mistakes and it's fine to to just do whatever but the more conscious we become with it the more we also need to take responsibility and have open eyes for what we're doing and I I think I want to go back to the cacao that we're sitting with because I think Mm -hmm. it's a really good example again when is it honoring the cacao plant and honoring that it comes from the other end of the world coming to here um when am I honoring it and when am I using it? Using the high, using, misusing, misusing. Mm. When am I working with it and when am I misusing it? And plant medicines like this that are so soft and gentle, also powerful, but we can misuse them. Again, they don't run away. <laughs> They're not going to scratch us back. Energetically, they might. That's the thing. Mm. But in the physicality, not
1: That is the the aspect of plant medicine, which makes it so different to any sort of, I would say, Western medicine. Mm. Then we look into the components, and then there are saturated fats, not good in the cacao. (laughs) Then there are other things in it. Oh yeah, this is able to open the heart, and this is able to do that, and this is going on this receptor, and then... You're feeling a sort of a high and, mm. and all of that, it, we can analyze this until the depth of yeah. but not until the depth of its being. No. So we can take we can take scientifically a substance, an it, an impersonalized nothingness, and split it even more apart and look in all those kind of dead parts. And combining that knowledge with what happens in our body, spoken in a glass, mm. so all what science in that way is doing is looking about those i would say dead in a way spiritual dead components so But as soon as we add value, personality, gratitude, love. Mm this medicine becomes something very different it still has all its physical properties and therefore science is beautiful we can talk about things which Mm. there's things doing but if you want to have more than a cup of cacao if you actually want to have a plant medicine then you have to start from somewhere else Mm. and there is coming what we talked before there cannot be misuse
2: no you cannot get
1: a cup of plant medicine in your hand and being with it and misusing it it won't be simply there
0: i've been thinking just with that theme that you're saying now um you know sage white sage an amazing plant i really love that plant and it's been very popular, I guess, like Hollywood and stuff. Made it very popular. This is we use sage to cleanse our energy, so sage has become this thing any anybody everybody needs. But the thing is, sage only grows very few places in the world. It grows, I think, it's only in California. I don't know the state borders of what, but like, they're around, and um, a lot, especially if you find wild harvested, uh, wild harvested sage is usually. A word for uh, yeah, we went to a national park and we stole the sage, and we're getting a lot of you know money out of it. So, thinking that something that is actually and a lot of a lot of First Nation people are saying, don't use the sage. This is our sacred plant. Use your own. So 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 something that has been stolen somewhere, taking for a purpose of money, not respected, and then coming to your home and you think you can cleanse your energy with it. Then it's like hey, th- there is know in a way blood on the hands here so so this isn't this isn't clean this isn't you know honored and of course there's something of praying to your food and you can honor it again where you are and i don't want to i think that's an important aspect but mm-hmm. it, but but i think it's better if, if it's on it all the way through um yeah
1: and plans are so forgiving us so yeah. they are not punishing us uh, most of most them. Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> we know some, else. some of them are. Some of them can. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. more in to talk about that.
2: I think what you
0: said before about because my experience is that plants are very forgiving, very tolerant, very sharing like sharing their body, their wisdom, their energy. They're, they're so generous, most plants. Um, and also the plants remember. Plants remember how our parents were with them, how our grandparents were with them, how their parents mm. were with them. Like we were planting some, some seeds the other day in the garden and my mother was there and suddenly she was like, Oh wait, I remember how my mother did this and then she started so she started remembering this ancestral wisdom
1: mm. of,
0: of how to plant potatoes. Um, well we were working with radishes anyway, with <laughs> and with the tools but also You know, especially the trees, we're talking about trees and these old, old beings, I I really feel that that all this, they can help us access to all this ancestral knowledge. They remember, they remember my great, 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 great grandmother sitting under, you know, under them. The spirit remember.
1: Our far ancestors using birch wood for all sorts of things, making cups and firewood and shelter and tar and...
0: Yeah, and and I George think I really yeah. want to, I want to mention in this conversation that like, there's no better relationship than others. Obviously, a, a relationship that is misusing isn't isn't a good one. But if we're talking about all the the healthy ones, healthy relationships, it's not that having this deep spiritual connection to pine makes it better than my relationship to sunflower, um, and and a very practical relationship like the the wood that your house is built out of or if you really enjoy um to eat beetroot like and it's it's just a hey nourishing my body kind of relationship that's perfect like the first step is simply making that relationship conscious that means you become aware of it like mindfulness like i'm raising my arm and i'm mindful that i'm raising my arm which makes me right here in this moment present that's magic that's medicine so if I sit with a beetroot, and I'm aware that I'm sitting with a beetroot, and I might even know how the plant look. Otherwise, I can look it up. Internet, yeah. yay. And then I'm eating the beetroot. You know, con- first I'm feeling it. I'm like, wow, how how would you like to be cooked today? Oh, fresh? Mm, that sounds good. Is there any other plants you want to have in that? Oh, carrot. Yeah, carrot can come. <laughs> so, oh, you want to have lentils too? Yeah, sure, let's yeah. bring lentils, you know that's a relationship too I think (laughs) our uh, neighbor is uh, (laughs) making noise again (laughs) knocking 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 on the door who
1: is knocking on the door yeah (laughs) yeah Hmm. so it's just where to find those plant spirits where to find the entrance Mm. of the communication and Nathaniel really describes it very nicely about the sensation reaching out to the plant in your mind and looking for that edge of the consciousness where theirs start
2: Mm.
1: so the corner reaching out to the corner of your being where you can meet another one Mm. so if you have done something authentic relationship uh, trainings if you have done um, some ecstatic dance or five rhythm dance you get a feeling for that as well with humans
2: Mm.
1: where's the boundaries Mm. of the people when I come close, how feels that? that would be a, uh, am I repelled, or am I drawn in? Mm. And mostly, if you are feeling some something which a plan repels, you or you feel repelled, then this might be mostly a thing that this plan has some medicine yeah, for you, yeah, that's and the it's thing. worth <laughs> it of sitting there longer. Yes.
0: I think that's a really important perspective that like when we, so the language of plants is more intuitive. It's not gonna, I mean, and also not all humans are like straightforward, no bullshit kind of thing. We still have to, to kind of analyze what does this human actually mean, you know, most. Yeah, um, we have to
1: analyze beyond the words. Beyond the words, So people yes. are talking and talking and talking, yeah. but what are they really saying behind the words? Yes
0: and it's the same with plants but but that language is more intuitive so it goes more in the body it goes more into sensations. so this feeling of ease a feeling of pain or like you can get physical pain going and sitting with a plant and suddenly your joint starts hurting or you get a headache like that's a very clear sign but what you're saying which i just want to highlight is a headache in this instance isn't necessarily bad it isn't necessarily that the plant like says get away it might be the plant having medicine for you, but it's medicine that's not necessarily comfortable. Not all of it is super comfortable. Sometimes mm. there is some bigger traumas, some, 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 some misconcepts that we have. And, and very easily, if things become uncomfortable, we see it as something bad. Instead of just seeing, hey, nausea, that's a sign. That's a messenger. What do you want to say? Headache, that's a messenger. What do you want to say? And for me, they're like two really important feelings. Like when we feel drawn in and we feel peaceful and we feel happy, that's nice to follow. That's easy. But the two ones I want to mention is one is when we feel that yuck feeling. We talked about it this morning, that like, oh, things is a little off. Things are just like, I just want to go back to bed or like, oh, why? That feeling is important. And for me, usually that feeling is an invitation to slow down. Mm-hmm. It usually comes if I'm like in the morning and I have a meeting and I have all this stuff to do and I don't want to do yoga and, I, and it's like, hey, because it's asking me just to sit and look out the window, not try to be spiritual, not try to be, you know, just be here. And so the yuck feeling, and, and that feeling might be different for, for, for you, uh, for somebody else, but for me, that yuck feeling is like, oh, mm. that's important. And the other one is for me, When I feel that I've done something wrong, like when I get a no or that I feel something is wrong, which so I always make, for instance, with brewing this cup of cacao, I don't count it. I cut until I feel that it's that it's enough. And sometimes my eyes definitely want to have more cacao it <laughs> than what is feeling right, and I'm standing there like, no, can I get a little more? And then I can start feeling guilty or like, oh no, am I misusing? You know that whole can start in my mind, and that's really important too. And so for you, for you, they might look different those feelings, but these on the edge of the comfortability, um, and sometimes it is simply stopping taking a breath and then you get the answer and I think for me that's the when you're saying hey go and relate with a plant you know sit with it feel the edge of your being for me to do any of this we need to slow down as we're saying plants can't run away and we're used to putting consciousness to something that's fast um, something that can move something that can speak so and a dog gets a little more consciousness, right, than a, than a snail. A snail, that's not a conscious thing. It's just slime, right? Mm-hmm. And so a tree, what? It's just standing there. I mean, there's so much mysteries in trees. There's so much we don't know, even mm-hmm. when you then. Anyway, trees are awesome. So slowing down to, to, to be able to listen to the language. It's really essential. And we think we're slow. We think our heart is open. We think all of these things. But once we start diving down the path, realizing it can be even slower. Yeah,
1: there's always. Even
0: more. more present, even more. Like, so we have to slow down. We have to be present in the moment mm-hmm. so that we can listen.
1: Yeah, I think the whole plan communication is actually a training in intuition. Mm. Yeah. And as you said, this does not work. In a mindset of shopping in Ikea, mm. that I, I, you need to be highly sophisticated in your intuition of, of yeah. being there um, and still being connected. This is all meant to be you being disconnected, to let you guide by that sort of spirit. Mm. Mm. And our whole world is sort of built up on this with all the neon signs might there be a neon or not but all the advertisements everything what's going on is to gather our attention yes so and we are so full of that that actually what we have to do all the time is reducing our capability of attention to, to be there and what happens because we are getting used to that those words getting even bigger, bigger yeah. and so our society is full of those big stimulants which is a ton of coffee yeah. and all those things which basically bring us away from mm. ourselves and the connection and therefore going slow and being outside maybe a little bit away from from all those what makes noise our cell phones becoming smartphones becoming platforms of advertisements all the time want to have our attention Mm, all the time and we are somehow it rings and immediately we have to look at there is no time of getting in contact to such a sophisticated being which is so much beyond that physical world so yeah the invitation is to take your time
2: yeah
1: shut off your phone and say hi to the plants and maybe bring them a gift Mm. something and that is that is then now we are there what can we give as a human
2: yeah
1: um, you want to plug another plant and give it to another plant, <laughs> or how does that work? You want to rip out a stone from its uh, distinct place where it has lain for whatsoever thousands of years and move it on, or what you want to do? Bring a cup of water. As it's it's none of that is you. Yeah. So
0: all of that is gifted. Really. All of
1: that is a gift already. Mm-hmm. So what is the gift we can give and this is song this might be beautiful words of gratefulness, of gratefulness. Yeah. yeah and that is actually a gift we can give to the world which is unique
2: mm.
1: and which I believe is what we have to do to be a good how to say a good part of this orchestra of the world so we have to do our work
2: yeah
1: so and that is what we really can contribute so and with that when you come with that open heart open mind to a plant then you be at least a step closer you might not get an answer yet (laughs) but that is that is the start of a relationship yeah and as soon i i guarantee you as soon as all of this comes from a place that you at the end want something forget it
2: yeah
1: yeah forget it you might think you get something but you don't get it because everything what you get from a plant has to be gifted yes and we cannot just take no we, we can but then the, we the can, magic, then the
0: magic isn't in it the the true intimacy the true the true medicine isn't in it i want to just go along with with your this thing with attention so now we've been talking about relating to to the plant in your neighborhood or the food that you eat and then there's also um, I don't want to say deeper ways of con- relating or connecting but in a way that's also the, the word I want to use which is for when you do something like a plant immersion or a plant initiation you do a, a plant dieta, a plant quest, whatever name that has basically you go deeper into connecting with the spirit of the plant and through that you start receiving medicine from that plant and that's something you can, you can share with others usually plants want us to share they, they, in my perspective, plants want humans to be joyful, happy, dancing, singing in community. Uh, they want the same things as us. Plants are great, you know. Um, and so when we want to do that, w- we fill our time. We might have different um, capabilities of how much we can do in a day. But it all gets filled up, whether it is by drinking a cup of coffee or having a conversation or working or reading a book. We, we fill like everything Everything is always a full cup, kind of. And if it's not a full cup, you fill it with something. So if we want to start filling our cup with the wisdom of nature, start filling our cup with rel- relating to plants, there's something we need to take out of the cup. So there is room for it. And that could be shutting off our phone when we go on a walk and not just calling our friend at the first moment. Um, but if, we, if we're going into deeper relationships, let's say like a plant diet, plant quest, something like that, that's a big part of it, that we remove the noise. <laughs> it's just funny because our neighbor is making all the noise. It's such a mirror. Thank you, universe. <laughs> just a little higher. Um. <laughs> so... We remove noise. In the case of a plant dieta or a plant quest that would be removing the phone, social media, um, contact to the outside world while you're doing it, um, removing movies, removing all these things that are not you and are not the consciousness of nature and this present moment but all these other loud messages that want to speak to you could also be removing the noise of sugar of coffee of everything that's noisy everything that that want to grab your attention so there's room for something else which might be you being present in this moment with the plant and then of course it starts getting filled up it takes down in another slowness another <laughs> another rhythm, <laughs> another rhythm. <laughs> um and then, then it starts, starts shifting. And when you're kind of slowly, the more you master the process, you start knowing like any process, you know how it goes, right? And for me, when I start removing things, usually the first layers that comes up can be like frustration or sadness or like all these things that we usually put a lid on with these things. Oh, I, I don't know, today I feel, I feel yucky, today I'll eat a cake. Or like I'll call a friend. And then the energy of that friend is going to help me feel better so when we remove all of that we have to deal with what is and the more intensely we remove things like if we're fasting a lot at the same time and we're like completely in isolation that can make the processes really big and the holes really big and we can really learn something through that and the plant starts bringing its medicine and its energy into us and and opens up both for our processes and our personal development and our traumas and, and, and like healing, actually healing the things. Um, but also filling it up with, with, with the energy, like both with our, you know, what's our intention, what is our story, but also with the energy of nature, with the, with the wisdom of nature. And so there's no, in my perspective, there's no like right or wrong way. Oh, maybe there are wrong ways and other ways saying it. Um, but what I mean by that is that this more intense way, which would be for instance as a traditional plant dieta in the Shipibo tradition like what we are doing or in, in any other um, Amazonian tribe can usually be really intense. So like you're for weeks on end and you're like fasting in silence, in solitude in the jungle. And for some people, like back here, just one day alone in nature would be enough. Like for some that would be really beyond their, their capabilities. Where maybe there it's a week, but they're in their own house, sleeping in their own bed. And slowly removing things. And I, I, wanna, I just want to mention this because the extremity isn't necessarily better the more I connect with plants and learning from a plant like cacao but also from especially the Nordic plants I feel the medicine of softness is key to be soft to ourselves and knowing that many of these traditions of connecting deeply with nature comes from tribes that are already more connected to nature so when they have to empty their cup they have to do more to empty it because they're already of plant connection and they're already like in general more connected and used to being alone in nature used to fasting on end so for them to take that extra step on the the edge of their their being to meet the consciousness of a plant usually they'll go a little further right and it doesn't have to be just plant consciousness it can also be like sundance or whichever other tribe or tradition and so When we come from a a westerner and suddenly, you know, thinking that it's the same for a 45 year old woman from Copenhagen that uh, has been dealing with stress for 30 years, that might not be her opening, that might not be her, what's most healthy for her or her body. So I think there's really like a power in removing these things, so there's room for the wisdom of nature, room for connecting with plants, but really doing it in a way that's healthy for us and our body. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mention that. I think it's super important. Which is not that everything has to be comfortable all the time. Yeah. We're going to, ex- you know, it's going to get uncomfortable. There's things when we, when we open up, it's not all, you know, like, like uh, a Han says, he says, no mud, no, no Lotus. You, th- you, there is mud. It's part of it. It's like, you can't say I want the right side, but not the left side. Suffering and happiness is, isn't separated. And so, so also this idea that we're going to be 100 percent connected to nature all the time if we start connecting with plants is also an illusion we also experience moments of disconnection it's a dance and finding our way in it being gentle to ourselves while we do it i think is such a powerful medicine Mm. Hmm. yeah we have had a long conversation. I think um, maybe to end, I just want to hear what's, what's your three favorite plants right now. I know all plants are great. Are there any plants right now where you're like, ah, oh, these are just speaking to me a lot. I
1: have to say cacao because we're thinking of <laughs> <and laughs> Cacao, <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. It's difficult from having so many friends and then... Picking a favorite. Yeah, well, <laughs> what if
0: it's not a favorite? What if it's just like recently this is a plant that you're exploring? or
1: I think always it's the plants which I have dealt with it uh, in the shorter past. So, yeah. which is not so long ago. They are closer in a way. So, the experience with them is still fresh.
0: And which plants are that right Um, now? That will be birch,
1: of Mm. course. And Mm. That is, Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
0: Yeah, for me, again, so many great ones. Um, I'm not going to mention cacao, but cacao is always, yeah, in my life. Um, Marigold, also called calendula. In Danish, that would be mournful. When I found out that calendula and mournful was the same plant, I was like anyway that plant is really we're growing it in our garden and i'm using it in my yoni steams and i'm just like really excited to start working physically making oils with calendula and just like really physically sitting with the plant more when yeah this summer i'm looking at them every day seeing the small calendula pops up so calendula, then chamomile, another sea plant. <laughs> calendula, chamomile, <laughs> cham. Um, calendula. Uh, so chamomile. Been underestimating that plant for a long time. I think in general we have kind of a, as a society, uh, a, prejudice against, uh, like as 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 if chamomile is just this boring calming plant. <laughs> this old boring lady. You
1: only triggered when you're sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, this old, Oh, there's no other tea. There's no none of the interesting ones. Okay, here you get some chamomile. And uh, I definitely feel chamomile's power and strength and medicine. And so um, we're growing a lot of that in our garden too. So I'm really excited to connect even deeper with chamomile. And then um, recently pine. Yeah, also just added pine. am gonna facilitate our pine and um, Burt's Deatus this summer. So pine for me um, is really a strong centered, stable tree. So deep, so much wisdom, so, so, wow, ancestral wisdom and and true strength, deep roots, (laughs) strong trunk, and uh, all its needles are just, it's so staple, you know, it looks the same if it's under 10 10 meters of snow, if it's 40 degrees, right, it's so powerful. those are the plans for me right now hmm. Hmm. and if anybody wants to work more with Stefan how can they find you or in which where well,
1: they can find you <laughs> 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 on our homepage of course
0: yeah which is <laughs> <laughs> mightytree.dk yeah if you want to connect more with Stefan or learn and facilitating ceremonies and retreats plant connections, diatas individual sessions creating ceremonial items (laughs) (laughs) yeah, is there anything you feel like um, mentioning here at the end?
1: Hmm. yeah Start exploring with with the plants I would love if, if you can get an idea of what it is to, to start a communication with it mm. and if you want to go deeper to that we're here mm. There are many ways of of getting getting deeper in contact and one is basically as in the human world as well. Um, oh I know that guy is in is good friends with Birch, so let's go to him and let him introduce me to it. know. Yeah i guess you know what i want to go to so then it's a friend of a friend and your connection can become from the moment on from the first moment on deeper and more intense and that is the work we're doing basically in all of our ceremonies we connect people with the plant spirits and the plant world so main thing of our work is to connect to plants and then they become hopefully our allies and then they tell what they want to have and mostly it is that people get in contact with them Hmm. so it's part of what we are we've been set to do
2: yeah
0: Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, I also feel very, you know, feel very passionate about helping people create conscious, healthy, respectful, rich, nourished relationships to plants. Um, and it doesn't have to be exotic plants from the other end of the earth. It can be the dandelion in your garden, you know. The earth right under your feet. I think there's such a power in the plants that the medicine we need grows right outside of our door, usually. And I will say, every year I find new plants in our garden where I'm like, ah, "You were not growing here last year. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you?" And let's talk, you know. And um, I, I work with plants. I collaborate with plants, and also, they're my bosses. Plants are so wise. So aligned usually and, and connected to. To the ecosystem that we're all connected to, there's so much aligned to Mother Earth, and um, I trust, I trust, um, I trust the wisdom, especially of the plants that I, that I diet and the plants that I um. That are my teachers, so to speak. So so I don't owe any plants or any plant spirits. I work for them, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's a big difference. Yeah, I want to say thank you to the cacao, the blue lotus, and the almonds, the cayenne pepper, and cardamom. Ah, oh, cardamom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was in our cacao today that has been part of this conversation. And I want to say thank you to our neighbor with all mm. the noise. See, now this quiet again. We <laughs> just needed a lot of noise through this conversation. Um, symbolically, when we're talking about removing noise so we can listen to the energy of plants, of course, there needs to be some here as well. That's another way the plants are communicating. Yeah, so the invitation from here is uh, go out without your phone and go try to connect with a tree or a plant, whatever f- feels calling to you, or if it feels like it's just, dis- you know, really not calling, maybe there's something there. Like a friend that's really triggering us and then um good luck with it
2: mm.
1: yeah. good luck yeah
0: mm, okay thank mm. you
1: thank you